And we are live. Welcome everyone to the first episode of the Hype Train Podcast with me, Magnazan. Um, our first guest uh, on this episode, well, on our first ever episode, is none other than Stefan Knepp, otherwise known as Steve FPV. How are you doing, Steve? Good, thank you. Now, uh, on this podcast, we're going to be talking about... Um, Hyper products in the market, um, and today's show we're going to be talking uh, about battery technologies and uh, the Connex ProSight HD system. So we're going to we're going to f- figure out what the hype is and what we think about uh, said hype and whether it's legitimate or not. Awesome. All right, so let's 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 talk about you first, Steve. Yep. Um, I I've known you for what a year now, and I'd probably yep. class you as one of the top pilots in New Zealand. Thank um, you. <laughs> now you're 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 a racer and an acro pilot, right? So just, yeah. just tell people where they can find you and what you've been doing and how you got into the hobby. Yeah. So um yeah I'm Steve FPV on YouTube. Um, I post videos every now and then when I feel like it. Um, I've been in the hobby for probably about six or eight years now um i started i started out as in planes um what got me into it was flight test thought that's awesome went on hobby king was amazed how cheap was everything i couldn't believe how cheap everything was on hobby king so i got some stuff and yeah all went from there um i got into mini quads basically as they came out um thought the fpv was something i really liked and yeah bought, bought a mini quad and it just kept going from there what was your what was your first mini quad uh my first mini quad was a box quad which was um he's yeah yeah <laughs> he's a designer he, he used to be in wellington oh i think he's still i think he's still down there it's uh, no no, ha- no he's is near it, hamilton now yeah oh the old hadley box box yep, wilson yep. Yeah, I, I when I, I first met you at um, it was the Hamilton event, wasn't it? That was the first yep. ever rotocross event yep. where you and I did battle, and uh, I yep. failed miserably with mechanical yeah. issues. Oh, mechanical issues! It was yep. it was yep. the T gain. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. That was the that was the the orange RX falling out of the sky uh, on the first corner. Yeah. I won the, I won the first ever ever race official race, and that was it. That was yep. done for the for the yep. whole weekend. Yeah. And you won, you won that event, didn't I you? I won the whole one? event. I, I didn't crash out a single time. Oh, so yeah. lucky. If only I could repeat that that success that I had. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you've had, what, seconds and thirds since Oh, then, yeah, all, all the time. Uh, it'll, it'll come. It'll get there eventually. Yeah, it'll come. Um, right, so let's talk, about, let's talk about battery check. So the hype has been... Um, we initially started off with some pretty rubbish packs, uh, what a year and a half ago, um, for mini quads. Most people were running uh, plain packs, like 1800s, 1500s, zippy packs. And then we started getting high quality packs with high C ratings. The C ratings have gone through the roof. Um, then we started getting uh, high voltage packs, I think came first. And then we got uh, the graphene packs. So the the promise with with uh, high C ratings was that we would get more punch, more power uh, from our packs uh, during the flight, 
uh, and then that morphed into high voltage packs which was kind of like running an extra cell in your pack but but not quite um, uh, so we were charging packs to 4.35 per cell um, then we got the graphene which apparently has graphene in the pack um, and again the promise is keeping that voltage throughout your pack so you're not getting sagging so what has been your experience what do you think makes a good pack um, internal resistance it's it's all internal resistance so on, on a on a good pack okay so let's let's explain internal resistance first so when you when you buy a, a, a lipo and you you can measure the internal resistance of the pack which essentially means um, that when you're discharging that pack the lower the resistance in theory less the less sag you're going to get and the more punch you're going to get from that pack right yeah 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 you can you can basically think of it as um your 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 quadcopter being full of water pipes and you know water has to flow through the battery the motors the escs um the lower the internal resistance the bigger those pipes can be through the battery um the less resistance it'll have through the battery and the more water will flow through so yeah so where so where does the c rating come into that so the, the c <coughs> rating is the amount of amps we can pull from a pack yes yep yep and unfortunately there's no there's no there's no standard measurement of c rating so some manufacturers will pull as many amps as they can from a pack until it discharges to almost nothing um, at least not a usable amount in a mini quad others will discharge it to uh, 3.2 and give you a true c rating um, but unfortunately there's the, you know if you look at the pack now and, and see a, a c rating of 70 c there's nothing there's nothing there's nothing on that there's nothing to really justify that that number yeah with, with all packs you're pretty much you're taking a shot in the dark every time you you buy one you, it doesn't even though the number says that it could mean something completely different yeah and and uh, yeah it's it's such it's such bad marketing as well um because you can you can pretty much have um two packs that are almost identical even from the same same factory um, labeled completely differently and they'll have different scene numbers Absolutely. but it's the same pack yeah um i i i think there's only one there's only a few brands that actually do um really true c rating i think there's only one in fact that does true c ratings or, on their packs or even just disclosing how they're actually testing the packs and yeah yeah exactly yeah, or, yeah. um i know there was a, a really good website called uh lithopedia org i think it is i'd have to double check but um if you type in lithopedia you'll you'll find it and basically they they tested a bunch of uh, packs in a standard format so they would pull as many amps out of the pack uh, until it discharged to and well, it dropped to 3.2 volts um per per cell um and that would be their c rating for that pack which is i thought a, a great way of testing it. you know it's a standard test across all yep. packs yeah uh, most packs yeah. couldn't deliver anywhere near what the C rating they rated at. And as well, the the rate we're discharging them, you know, I can look at my OSD and I can 
go to 900 milliamps of a 1300 milliamp pack and because we've been discharging it so hard you know that packs flat at 1900 milliamps uh sorry 900 milliamps not 1300 yeah yeah i mean you're, you're never going to get the full the full capacity of the pack because otherwise it's going to be dead um you you want to keep you want to keep that um discharge rate uh 80 percent of the pack ideally so that you're not going to damage the packs yeah. so what what are your thoughts so you've tried i mean you you and i both have tried a, a bunch of packs yeah, definitely um, what has been your preferred pack to date um okay so my my favorite packs have been the bonker packs um the the graphenes from Turnergy. um yeah, so those are the two packs for me that have really, really stood out. Um, I've tried, I've tried tattoo packs. I've tried um, a whole lot of Tenergy stuff, Pulse, um, Dinergy, yeah, and and also different C ratings as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much the same. I've I've tried the Bonkers, yeah. um, a, a number of Hobby King brand yeah. batteries. Yeah, I I found that the the Bonker packs. Um, particularly the higher C rating ones have uh, large, large gauge cables on them, which seem to give out more power. Yeah, um, and that goes back to that IR discussion um, or resistance discussion. Um, I've, I have found that the cycles have been a lot less on them than what you'd normally get out of yeah. packs. Yeah, um, especially if you if you crash a fair bit or crashing them, they they seem to damage. Yeah, they get easily. up and yeah. Yeah, I mean, one thing we should mention that in some some lipos, um, they they have protection plates. I know the the Tenergy graphene mm-hmm. have the protection plates, but you know you're adding weight then, but you offset the the weight versus the protection of the pack, so it's a it's a trade off. Yeah. Um, um, I, there's, I, I, yeah. There's definitely a variation as well in sort of in sort of the the packs between batches. Um, yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I've I've had one pack, or one a number of packs from one batch that have been absolutely outstanding. Yeah. And then you'll get the next batch, and it'll be absolutely rubbish. Yep, absolutely crap. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, I've I've tried I've tried standard um standard high C packs. Um. I've tried the high voltage from Bonkers. I've also got the high voltage bolts from. Um, Tunergy. I've just bought some graphenes. Uh, over over the, I guess out of all of them, the the bonkers seem to be the most reliable performance wise. Like I can put a bonker on any of them, any of my machines and it'll perform straight away. Um, the bolts performed as good as the bonkers, but have now started to puff after probably forty cycles. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember trying your your graphene pack on my machine, and the, the the first thing that I noticed was that it held the voltage extremely well, even for like the first yeah. thirty seconds. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if I was to pick any one type of battery that seems to have living up to the hype, it would be um, the graphenes at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I can I can pretty much say the same thing. Um, even the graphenes, the the one thing I've really noticed is even after over discharging them down to five volts, down to seven volts, um, I've been able to charge them right back up, and I haven't been able to notice a difference, which is just quite amazing. 
Now, the, the one of the other hype things surrounding the the graphene was um, more cycles. Uh, how many yeah. cycles have you got on yours at the moment? Oh, I would have at least fifty. And you're you're finding that they're still performing. Um, they have they have dropped a little bit, um, but not to the point where where I notice it in flight performance. Um, and it's still way way ahead of anything else. Even some of my newer lipos um, don't perform as well as my older graphenes now. Mm, that's interesting. I, I I've got them. They arrived the other day, but I've not tested yeah, them yet. Yeah. So I'll be keen to see what what happens with them. Um, did did you read that the newer graphenes are actually lighter than the older ones? I did not. Okay, so I was I was on RC groups the other day, and um, apparently the new newer graphenes that have been coming out, um, someone did a comparison of the of a new batch of thirteen hundred sixty five C and an old batch of um, thirteen hundred and sixty five. 1,365C batteries, and the newer ones were actually like 6 grams lighter or something like that. The Turnergy ones? Yeah, the Turnergy graphenes. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll have to weigh mine and yeah. we'll, we can compare, compare them to yours. to mine as well. Yeah, mine mine, mine literally only arrived uh, yesterday, day before. Yeah. So I'm quite keen to try those out. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, so overall, I think the hype of the graphene probably is not... In t- all there, it certainly, it's certainly. I don't think there's. I don't think there's graph. Yeah, there's tons yeah, there's of graphene in the pack. Graphene in them. Yeah, so I mean that that side of it, but they seem to at least the chemistry of the pack seems to be holding up quite well. Yeah. Um, I have you read any reports on the amount of cycles people are getting from the packs? From the graphenes, I know mm. there was one person on IC groups. Um, I don't know his name, but. He did sort of a lab-controlled test on them, and he got over after a thousand cycles. He still had over eighty percent capacity. See, that's quite impressive. I, I, I still question whether yeah. the the way or the amount we work them in a, in a quad is yeah. going to give you the same sort of uh, cycle time. But I, I also doubt it. But you know, if I can get a hundred cycles out of a pack, I, you know, for me that pack has lived its life. Um, yeah, well, look, I mean, you, you mentioned earlier that you you tried pulse packs, and I, and I got a bunch of pulse packs when we were going to yeah. go and do the Australian event. Yeah. And mine are still going, all of them. Yeah, none of mine are left. Um, I'm using one as goggle batteries now, and, and that's it. See, the, I mean, they're the sitting at about 11, uh, 11 milliohms, which mm. is high for a, a LiPo. Normally, you, you'd want to see them around a, a, anywhere between the 3 to 6 mark, ideally. Yeah. Um, 11's getting up there but they don't seem to be puffing and they don't seem to be yeah. dying in flight very quickly yeah well I've experienced the opposite I don't know what I did if I didn't break them in properly or something like that but yeah they yeah. all went puffy and and actually dropped cells um, yeah see I haven't had any dropped cells I've, I've, yeah. I've I'm not seeing none of them are puffed yeah and um, none of them have got really a bad cell, which is typically a sign that the pack's going to die pretty soon mm. when, you, when you get that that drop cell. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. It, it probably comes down to quality control. Yeah, more, yeah, possibly. I mean, if we because mm. there was quite a large batch of packs that we ordered, so mm. you know somebody's going to band to get some bad packs in there. But yeah, I mean, yeah. for all of yours to have gone bad, and I've still got six that are in usable conditions. Yeah. yeah. But I did cycle mine. Um, I've read re- conflicting reports on whether you should do that or not. But I've always, I've always cycled mine yeah. just to just to break them in. Yeah. 
I, I cycle mine as well, just to be safe. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't doesn't cost you anything to do no. it, so. <laughs> All right, so graphene, we're seeing that graphene is, is all aboard the hub train. Yep. Sweet, um, high voltage. Uh, mm. it, I think it, they they seem to perform as well, if not better than the graphene, but they don't seem to have the longevity, at least on my packs, yeah. compared to your graphenes. Yeah, they're just pushing the chemistry a bit far, I think. Yeah, and, and look... One one thing that we we should also talk about is um, sizing of lipos. Um, yeah. I mean, you should always try and size the lipo for the gear that you're running. If you're running um, high KV motors, um, heavy props, you're going to want a relatively large pack, you know, like a 1500 to maybe even an 1800, depending on what you're doing, um, just so that you're not going to overstrain that pack. Yeah. But, you know, when it's racing, you, you choose the pack for um, getting around the track in the least amount of weight, so... Yep, yep. All right, so let's talk about the Connex ProSite hype. So the, the hype is, um, this is an HD uh, video system, downlink. Um, it's 720p, 30 frames a second, um, digital... Um, and it's supposedly going to be able to let you see the grass, and it's going to, you know, it's wide dynamic range. Um, it's the next best thing, uh, and everybody's going to switch to it. So that's the hype. The reality seems to not actually be too far off. To be fair. Absolutely, yeah. So I mean, what I what I've seen um, prior prior to all the pilots that I've seen using it there was a there was a, a number of videos that came out and very little information um, the videos that were out were very poor it was some guy pretty much just hovering around very close to himself no acro no high speed flight and it was a case of okay well let's see what happens when you go behind a, a wall or a tree yeah um, and then very recently we've started to see pilots like Bapu um, and also Rudderai have reviewed them um, so we've seen what happens when they go behind walls, behind trees and what tends to happen is whereas on an analog system we get the lines of snow um, on the pro site you actually start to lower the resolution and it starts to become more pixelated so what are your thoughts? Uh, obviously, you've, you've seen these by now, hopefully. Yep, absolutely. And what are your initial thoughts on, on um, you know, just looking at it? Yeah, for, for me, it's been, they've, they've said it's HD, and they've said it's low latency. What they haven't said is that there are two modes. There's the H high-quality mode, and there's the low-quality mode with the higher frame rate and the lower latency. So they've kind of brought out this product that says it's low latency HD, but it really kind of only does sort of mediums of the two um, at the same time. Yeah, look, I mean, the, the rep the, I've seen a few videos um, from uh, uh, numerous different places, one with Boris B, uh, obviously the Bapu videos yeah. and the Red Right ones, and every single time I've seen them, they've said that 720p 30 frames a second is awesome, Yeah, but when you're doing flips, rolls, high-speed maneuvers, 
the delay or the the motion blur that you get from the from the the drop frames or whatever it is uh, is kind of off-putting but it's not something you can't adapt to yeah but i mean running running the low frame rate which i think is 480 uh, the, the high frame rate low resolution i think is 480p i think at 60 frames a second which you might as well just run analog um it's still a step up from analog because you've got all that digital sort of magic happening which helps you get rid of noise and and you're still going yeah true yeah yeah true you're still through putting actually more data than yeah than than what our analog systems have been able to do up to now I mean, look, it, it's it's a V1. In, in my eyes, it's a V1. I, I realize that Connex have been around for a little while, and they yeah. they came from supporting or for doing systems for ed- aerial video, um, you know, um, for for the big the big quads the on hexes and whatnot. Really yeah. matter. But this is still, in my eyes, a V1. It's it's too big for a start, and it's too expensive. Yeah. Um, the the video transmitter you can you can get away with because it's you can stick it on a top plate. The camera is about normal size, but the antenna is well the antenna bracket at least is absolutely massive. It looks like something from Fast and the Furious. Yeah, it's a massive GT wing. <laughs> uh, it's it's quite comical the size of it, especially when you consider what we're used to with little stubby antennas. Uh, you know, at the moment. But the downforce, you need the downforce. Yeah, it makes yeah, you go faster. Yeah. Totally. Put some yeah. more stickers on it. That'll make it go faster. And it's and it's also on that low latency sort of sixty frames per second. You lose the dynamic range of the camera, which I reckon is a is a big big thing. Um, yeah, I mean, looking at the videos of the seven twenty p thirty, the high the high, um, the the high, high resolution, yeah, high quality. The the, the, dyma- the dynamic range is is amazing. It's yeah. so far ahead of uh, analog. It's yeah. it's not even funny. Why they it's couldn't like, bring that I mean, to the low latency mode? I don't know. It's a bit frustrating. Yeah, I think they'll get there. Um, yeah. I, I give it. I, I'll give it six months to a year before. Um, I think we'll see a V two come out. It'll be smaller. It'll give us the sixty frames a second, and that's when we'll jump on it. And we'll have that killer product. Yeah, I think once the Chinese get on board and start cloning this, yeah. Um, yeah, that's going to drive the price down and the availability up because um, at the moment it's not cheap. It's for the full kit, uh, you're looking at 499 US dollars. That gives you the receiver, the video transmitter, and the camera. Um, so it, as a kit, it's it's not bad. But if you've got a if you've got a spec, you know, four or five machines with that, um, I think the camera alone's like a hundred bucks. I think they may have lowered the price, but I think the camera's a hundred bucks. And I don't think the the video transmitter is that cheap either, especially when you compare to you know a forty dollar uh, FX seven nine nine T. Yeah, it's it's the it's the combination of the the camera and the VTX being quite expensive, which makes it all of a sudden very very out of reach for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, totally. And you also need um, goggles or a screen with an HDMI input. To be able to get the yeah. signal, so I mean there is that. But I mean the the benefits. I mean you've got you've got this high quality mode. I think you can get used to that for racing. Bapu seems to be doing absolutely fine with it for racing. Um, the the range is good enough. 
It's you know they reckon up to a thousand meters, which is more than enough. Yeah, even five hundred meters would be more than enough. It's digital as well, so you don't have to worry about powering on right next to somebody's face uh, or the, you know what channel people are on. It just auto. I think it auto binds from memory. Um, yeah, I mean it's as a if you if you just looked at it as a technology. You they, say yes, it's yeah. awesome. They've but... sold so, solved so many products, um, so so many problems just going to digital. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's gonna. The the other thing as well is that they you can run the system uh, alongside analog. So it it kind of reminds me of the time when we all switched to two point four gig radios from the old megahertz days. Yeah. Um, I I see I see this is the version one of those those two point four gig radios. Hmm. Um, so it'll it'll come a time. So I think from a from a hype standpoint, I think it's 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 buying its ticket and it's it's starting to stand on the platform, ready for the hype train. But I don't think I don't think it's quite there yet. There is competition coming up as well. Oh, there right. isn't there is another manufacturer having a go at HD? Um, Who's that then? I don't remember the name of the bat, but they had a Reddit post I saw about six months ago, um, and it yeah, it looked it looked they had gone for kind of a two-layer board, um, so it was a bit more compact. But I don't know if they're actually still around. Um, mm. I heard Immersion were working on something ages ago. I don't know whether yeah. they were are or aren't anymore, yeah. but I can't imagine that they're not working on something, and probably TBS as well. I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, com- compared to compared to anything else on the market, this is pretty standalone at the moment. There's, yeah. there's really nothing else. I mean, it's... the DJI stuff will do the same, but the latency is just ridiculous. It's, it's just not targeted at FPV races. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's that low latency that they that they've achieved with this, which makes it more viable. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know. When we first looked at it, it was like, "Yeah, low latency. Yeah, we'll we'll see. It's digital," because <laughs> nothing nothing had provided it up until that point. Yeah, really, really proved it. Mm. Um, and they'd, they'd also ran it at their multi GP event where they'd um, got, I think, nineteen pilots in the air, eighteen or nineteen pilots, um, where they'd used sixteen. It was eighteen pilots. Sixteen pilots running the TBS Unify on 25 milliwatt on bands A and E and then they had um, two pilots on Connex as well which is pretty impressive but they through, apparently throughout the whole weekend they were they were having multiple races on two different tracks a bunch of guys with the Connex system I think they had about eight or nine people flying at the same time and then uh, eight people on normal analog at the same time which is which is pretty impressive. Yeah. I for one can't wait for it. <laughs> I can wait for the price to come down. Yeah, it it also shows that even with the old gear, proper frequency management and limiting the power, making sure the noise floor is low, you know, you can still get it's still good enough. Yeah, I mean yeah. I mean that that was one thing that there was that was quite impressive is the fact that they had every single channel used in bands A and E, so that's eight channels per band. Yeah. Um, just alternating left hand, right hand polarized okay. on 25 milliwatt, all yeah. on the TBS unifies, um, without any video issues. Like nothing. There was there was no yeah. video issues. Yeah. Uh, that is super super yeah. impressive. Unfortunately, highly illegal in this country. 
um, mm. were limited. I've I've heard that somebody may be talking to RSM or RSM are open to being talked to about drone frequencies. That would be nice. At the, at the end of the day, I mean, if we're putting out twenty-five milliwatts on an end of, on a on an illegal band that no one's using anyway. Um, well, yeah. In the I middle mean, 20, of nowhere. 25 milliwatts is absolutely nothing no. um, in the middle of a field. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it, yeah. it would, it would co- I think it would come down to the fact, if there was discussions with RSM, it would come down to the fact that these are the fields we're going to be using these frequencies in. Is anything going to conflict with that? Is that At an issue? that location. And then we get a waiver. Yeah. That that would be awesome if we could get that, yeah. um, because then we could run potentially eight pilots yeah. at a time, which or even sixteen if we had everybody on Unifies, yeah, which would be sick for racing. Yeah, I wonder from a technical standpoint if the Unify, if you chuck it on a frequency analyzer, if you've got sharper sort of frequency cutoffs compared to other VTXs. Um, I wonder well, if they've done any technology or any testing to see, hey, maybe we can in- improve the cleanness of the signal. Well, that, that's that's exactly what they've done. The, yeah. the Unify is supposedly yeah. the cleanest video, and that was the, uh, that was proved at the Multi GP where yeah. they had every single one of the sixteen pilots had a Unify in it on twenty five yeah. milliwatt. Yeah. That, I mean that. I mean, if you'd have told me six months ago, even well, I think Matt, um, the director of Redicos, was testing them. He he couldn't get any better than four to five um, on a band. On, on a band, yeah. Um, with the old with the old VTXs, there's yeah. just too much bleed, and that was on two hundred milliwatt as well. So yeah, I yeah. think with I think with our diversity units that we've got now, um, there's no reason why we shouldn't be running twenty five milliwatt. Yeah, it's just it, there's just been a general improvement of the quality of the gear, I guess, um, and the sensitivity and the cleanliness of the VTXs. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, any pretty much any any one of the reasonably well-known brands now, like the F, the FX uh, series of VTXs, uh, and most of those have been rebranded into mm. you know, Lumineers and whatnot. Um, the immersion tramps and the unifies all seem to be super good quality, and you know, even from my local flying, we haven't found um, had any problems with it. No, no, not too many issues at all. But digital will change that. So yes, it would. It would be even better. Yeah, turn it on, away we go. Don't have to worry about anything. All right. Okay. So I think we've covered about all we want, all we needed to cover in this episode. Um, thanks for being on the show, Steve. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> uh, um, hopefully, we'll uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Awesome. Goodbye for now. <laughs>